your snowcats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Edwards. Oh, man. Rainbow three by Anthony Edwards puts him in double figure scoring. And the one two pitch, a drive to left field and deep. Gordon going back on the track at the wall. Twist take the lead 2 1. Nelson Cruz golfing a one two pitch to the second deck in left center. Parisi fanned on it, recovers, got it to Niederreiter who fires. Parisi on the rebound, scores! Right to Dalvin, turns it up to the end zone, touchdown! Oh, it sounds so good! So good! Shannon, we're just going to let it play for a little bit. Because, you know, it doesn't happen often that Minnesota takes you down. But, let me begin. Oh, so good to be back, my peoples. This is Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is the Sports Done Right podcast. And I got to tell you, I haven't been this happy for a long, long time. And just last week, we were talking about... Man, I don't know what Gopher team is going to show up. I don't know what's going to happen. I went on KNSI with Justin Ekstrom. And by the way, I think we have our phone lines working. And Justin Ekstrom is going to call in in a few minutes. Man, I got to tell you, Gopher defense came out kicking ass and taking names. Tanner Morgan did just enough. And outside of the pick six early, I mean, Wisconsin did nothing offensively. And lo and behold, the Gophers win. And Paul Bunyan's axe is home where it belongs. And we need to keep it for a while. We need to add to the collection. But let, you know, that's all for next year. Let's just settle in on what happened at Huntington Bank Stadium. And actually, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, First off, beautiful day for tailgating. And by the way, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right Podcast, brought to you by the best frozen pizza out there, and that's 7th Avenue Pizza. Matt Nelson and crew doing big things. And first off, before I even get started on the show, I want to thank 7th Avenue Pizza. I want to thank Nadine Babu, Gopher Hole, um, she is just phenomenal first off let me let me just start with that um she we she had another tailgate organized for the uh leukemia society and it was it, you know people showed up all day long we were blessed once again with really phenomenal weather and that 
just made the day perfect. So Nadine, a huge shout out to the queen of Gopher Tailgates, all that she does, the organization, the people that she gets to come by, the money that she raises. It was just phenomenal. And, and allowing good people to come by, enjoy, celebrate, and just hang out, man. It's, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun tailgating. I ain't got to tell people, you know, all across the country, you know what it's all about. So congrats. We're, we're waiting to get a final number. I hope we topped the last amount that was ris- that uh, we raised a few weeks ago. But shout out to Nadine Babu. Appreciate you. Queen of Gopher Tailgates. Absolutely. Also, I want to give a shout out to the Twitter fam as they're becoming. Um, Haley Darling, Sal Spice, Vino and Vodka, otherwise known as Emily and Liz, or Lizzie. And, you know, again... Cool people, lots of fun to hang out with, and can't wait to see them for the rib party. 10,000 takes, what up to my fellows over there? Even got the old man in a beer chugging contest. I don't even know what that was about because I just looked goofy up there, but I had to do it for my homies over at 10,000 takes. Uh, Good luck. They're trying to set a world record on the the, uh, cup snake tonight over at the Minnesota Wild game and hope that they can do that. And we are eagerly awaiting, so keep your eyes and see if they can break the record. But, man, again, just a beautiful day, meeting lots of people. Again, a lot of people from Twitter Nation coming out. Uh, Cole Keith's dad, Jerry, came by. Um, Steven Ortiz's dad, Coach Poppy, my main man from Arizona, Goodyear in the house. He came by to say what up to the sports governor, man, and that meant a lot because they were like, hey, man, we follow you on Twitter. We appreciate what you do. And I, to have their kids here as gophers, honored, man. And I was just honored that they took the time out of their tailgating day to stop on over and say hi and, and have some 7th Avenue pizza and a, and a brewski or two. Uh, good people. It was just a beautiful day, man. And then the football game, you know, what can you say? Uh, Wisconsin chose a nice day to probably play their worst game. Don't know what Paul Chris was thinking. It's like it was almost like he he kind of became the bad PJ Fleck that we have been griping about here for a minute. You know, some questionable play calling, uh, things like that. It looked a little scary earlier after Wisconsin got that pick six in the first quarter, but after that, Gophers settled down. The defense, man, the defense. Props, give them props, because even. In that horrible Illinois game, they only gave up 14 points. Offense couldn't do anything. I mean, what the defense has done here recently has just been really uh, impressive. And I I just wanted to make sure that the sports governor, Vince Wright, here gave them their props. Offense got Tanner going, made some nice passes. Chris Ottman-Bell made some nice moves, touchdowns. And I would have liked to see maybe a little bit of uh, Dylan Wright a little bit more, but hey, not not I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. We beat Wisconsin. Uh, probably should have beat them by another touchdown, but beggars can't be choosers, my friends. It was a beautiful day, and the coaching staff now is going to be a little different because PJ has fired the offensive coordinator, and you know everybody was ready for him to get out of here. 
So wish him well, but you know, we'll have a new offensive coordinator. I think that that may be one of the reasons that Tanner Morgan stuck around. Uh, he will be going into his sixth year using that red shirt year from the COVID last year. So I know a lot of people, I'd probably say maybe, I don't 50, 50, because look, in all honesty, couple weeks ago a lot of people wanted him out of here he came back with a nice performance in this big rivalry game so people are feeling good i would i would i don't know i think there's there are more than a handful of people out there that are like uh, i think it may be time that we move on from tanner morgan sports gov you know wish him well always going to have a great legacy here but and then there's the other side that are like hey look We've got a new offensive coordinator coming in. It might be time. So, you know, maybe he can revert back to 2019 Tanner Morgan. Regardless, Minnesota Gophers all-time winningest quarterback is coming back for a six-year. Um, yeah, some of these guys, they it's amazing <laughs> how long they hang out for a minute. But welcome back, Tanner Morgan. Mo Ibrahim's coming back. So, I mean, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Gophers is going to be losing a lot of the uh, offensive line here. We'll see who's ready to step up and take their place next year. But the first game of the year, just to kind of diverge, and again, this is the Sports Done Right podcast. I am Vince Wright, the Sports Governor. And the show is brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza. Make sure you get you some, the best frozen pizza in the state of Minnesota. You know, Byerly's, Lund's, Hy-Vee, Speedway, Holiday Stations, just look for them. They are popping up in all the stores around the metro and in the outstate as well. But anyway, back to what I was saying here. Defense rocked it second half of the season. Offense, we know what happened there. Now that the offense coordinator's been let go, do you go back and try and get Kirk? Uh, and where is he? West Virginia or someplace now? I don't know. Uh, Sharaka, however you pronounce his last name. That's going to be very interesting. And I appreciate, and I read this. I posted an article on Twitter earlier, and I, I apologize. But just go to my Twitter, and you'll see it there. So I could, to kind of follow the idea of, you know, let's focus on the positive here. Because now... You know, we're a little disappointed in an eight and four season. Before we used to be disappointed in four win seasons. Now we're disappointed in eight win seasons. And it kind of made me rethink my thought process with these gophers as well. Yeah, it you know, the bowling green thing hurt. The Illinois game hurts, obviously. Iowa, because I you know, you heard me on my show. We we really should have beat Iowa, and I knew we could have beat Iowa if the coaching staff had just a little more faith in their players that game but eight and four possibly nine win season depending on the bowl coming up here we'll find that that out on sunday i believe um, where they're going to possibly wind up music city maybe down in phoenix at the guaranteed rate uh, still an option possibly for an outback bowl bid which is a january 1st game so at least you have that new year's day kind of prestige and they can make a return down there and see if they can win again and uh, pick off an SEC team yet again. Uh, ironically, the Gophers' overall record, they're like 5-2, five 5-3 and two, five and three against SEC teams in their lifetime, so it's kind of funny. Um, but I digress. Oh, and speaking of...
Sports Governor on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. And you can follow us on Facebook. Just put in Sports Done Right, W R I G H T. Same thing on Instagram, and you should be able to find us rather quickly. You can find the show on all your major streaming platforms for podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, on and on and on it goes. Just Google the show. You'll find us. We originate from the Spreaker platform, and hopefully our phone lines are going to be working tonight, and Justin Ekstrom, KNSI from St. Cloud, is going to be calling in here to talk Vikings, a little Gophers as well. Always like Justin's take. And a big shout-out, by the way, he had me on his show. So, um, you know, go to my Twitter and uh, all the social media pages. We put up the links for the interview that I did with them last Saturday morning. We actually recorded it Friday afternoon. It aired on their show. And that was about it. Oh, speaking of... Justin Ekstrom. What is happening? Oh, the phone lines are working. How are you, my friend? I'm doing okay. How are you? Oh, this is a beautiful thing, man. Beautiful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Justin Ekstrom and and fans, let me tell you something. He's from KNSI Radio in St. Cloud. He is all over Twitter. Make sure you follow him. The Sports Scribe. Is it Sports Scribe 21? It's at the Sports Crib 21. Sports Crib 21. I call it the Sports Crib 21. All right, my man. So Justin Ekstrom is taking some time out of his very busy schedule. I just hit him up literally about 20 minutes ago, people, and he's here to help the sports governor. So, Justin, thank you so much. First off, my man, um, give me your thoughts on the Gophers beating Wisconsin finally. Uh, You were right in your prediction. Uh, me and your partner were wrong, and I'm definitely happy to admit that. But, you know, before we get into the Vikings here, just give me your thoughts on last Saturday's Gophers game for you. Hey, how fun was that? Like, oh, it was awesome. You, just seeing you guys have the blast that you did and all the young kids that we follow and stuff like that, and even, even not-so-young kids storming the field. And I don't care what people say, like the uh, the local pundits down there, the naysayers, the old-school people. You're not supposed to be uh, jumping down on the field because you're you're supposed to be teams like this. Give me a break. Give me a break, man. It's it, it's supposed to be fun. You're not supposed to be all curmudgeon-y. You're not supposed to sit there. The newspaper and all that stuff, all those uh, the, the pundits that are doing that, all stuff, all that stuff is going by the wayside now. Do what makes you feel happy. If it makes you feel happy to run onto the field, run onto the freaking field. Exactly, my friend. Um... First off, I got to say this, Justin, a uh, big time sports fan here in the, in the Twin City scene, a uh, big Twitter presence. You know, I, I'm just swimming in Justin's wake, people. I mean, this is the man yeah, that started okay, it all on. for me. Um, and I, well, it's true, homie. I just had to give you some props, my man. But um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's really what it was all about for me. It's just, it was a beautiful day. Uh, the tailgate crew was was down there. The Twitter family was out. Always good to see those guys. Uh, I, you know, and I, and one thing I got to say real quick, Justin, the football weather gods for the Gopher season this year have been phenomenal. We have been so lucky with the weather, and just to be able to end it last Saturday with yet another great day uh, was phenomenal, and obviously the win. Um, just tell me real quick. What did you think about PJ's play calling during the game, kind of opening up the passing game finally? 
And, you know, with a new offensive coordinator now coming in, um, things are going to get real interesting, I think, for next year. Well, I, I think P.J. did exactly what he had to do. Uh, Wisconsin, you got to remember, they were, what, the top five ranked defense in all of college football when they were going against them, and they were hotter than anybody could even predict. And P.J. and those guys, they did exactly what they were supposed to do. They, yeah. they opened it up a little bit. They put a little more on the shoulders of Tanner Morgan, what you were trying to hope for, what you were asking for. And, I mean, right. they, there was a few throws that he made that – we're, we're not 100% used to seeing him make. And then they were kind of pushing the field, the ball down the field. And then when it came time to shove, when push came to shove, they ran it down their throats with exactly. the fourth string running back. And <laughs> that offensive line, man, how impressive have they been? You can say what you want, losing some certain games, Bowling Green and and certainly Illinois, but right. just to uh, – just just that offensive line, those big boys up front, that, that's been fun to watch. And well, I think it is a good move that they got a new offensive coordinator too now, but that's something we'll get into down the road. Right, right. Yeah, it's just, I, you know, you just want to soak it in because, you know, it doesn't happen often enough. Uh, you know, we can definitely, you know, I'm, I'm a little bummed over the Iowa thing. Obviously, if we win that, we're Big Ten West champions, but – um, I was just happy that they were able to get this win. Uh, you know, I was talking last week, Justin, that they, you know, they absolutely had to get this win. Otherwise, it's a wasted season. Um, it is not a wasted season. And hopefully, depending on, you know, who they get in the bowl and where they're going to go bowling, um, we'll see what happens there. But um, I think people are, are happy with the extension that PJ got. Obviously, with all these college coaches on the move here, you know, you got Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame, going to LSU. Um, you know, you got dude from Oklahoma going out to SC. I mean, you know, so I think that people are like, look, if we can keep them here, um, you know, before you called in, I said, you know, we're griping about an eight and four season. You know, remember we used to have four and eight seasons and this and that. And now we're griping about eight wins. So kind of a good problem to have. We're on the right track. We just got to beat Iowa and Wisconsin in the same year. And hopefully that, that'll happen next year. I'm just, I just want to beat Iowa, man. Like, let's start with that. Like, I just want to be able to beat Iowa. That would be a lot more fun for me. No, it'd be a lot more fun for everybody up here because, you know, Iowa fans, man, they're just, I don't know, they just, little edge to them, little cockiness, and it would be nice to be able to start putting it back in their faces. Uh, Wisconsin used to be a, a, a lot like Iowa fans. I heard they've kind of mellowed a little bit, but yeah, to to stick it to those dudes down south, man, I I cannot wait. Uh, we have them early next year, so to be, you know, a warm weather game, and maybe that'll help us out. Uh, it will be a home game here, so uh, no better time than that to, to whip their ass. Yeah, I, I, see, to, going into Kinnick is tough to beat them anyway. Right. And how awesome is Kinnick Stadium to begin with? And then the waving at the the children and stuff like that, that whole new wrinkle that they've had in their right. last handful of years. But, geez, I would just love to beat Iowa. Like that's that's all there is to it. I yep. Wisconsin say what they want. They're basically like the redheaded stepchildren of the Big Ten or whatever. And they, but they're always good at everything. So yes, they are. It's nice to beat them. But Iowa, all they have is Iowa football, and it would just be nice to beat them. 
Yes, it would. I, I totally agree. All right, my man. So let's switch it over to the pro side here. And again, Justin Ekstrom from KNSI St. Cloud uh, Radio is joining us on the Sports Done Right podcast. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Uh, reelected for yet another term as your sports governor, and I really appreciate all the votes. All right, man. So the Vikings this week, you know, we go from the highs of the Green Bay, you know, kind of this Wisconsin football sweep here to the lows and you know i was on your show and i thought this game was going to be you know pretty much in hand for the vikings justin and lo and behold my homie it all went south and you know kirk cousins he you know he had some bad looks um we you know we had a nice little kickoff return to get back into the game right at the start of the second half but man Vikings go down and we are, you know, we don't have games in hand to kind of throw away. So what are your thoughts about last Sunday out in San Francisco? It's it's the way it is for all their six losses. Like they have the game in hand. They're the only team in the NFL to have a seven point or more lead in every game. And they're five and six. Like I just, that seems like a statistical anomaly to me. And then you have this Mike Zimmer defense that is supposed to be able to hold on to leads. They're giving up 30 points per game. It's just – and yeah. I can't even tell you how frustrated I am about the end of the uh, first half. Last two minutes of the first half, they've given up 66 points. Yeah, that's crazy. That's points. crazy. That is insane to me. Like, you can't even – like, that's an, a complete enigmatic stat to me. You, you, can't, even, you can't even do that on accident. It's like they're trying to do that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the defense. Now, obviously, losing your entire defensive line last week is 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 a tough pill to swallow. But, man, they were giving up. I think I, I read today they are giving up on average like almost five yards a carry now and, you know, ranked at the bottom of the NFL. So now the the defensive head coach we have has a defense that's, you know, starting to head towards the, the gutter here. And like I said, the Vikings don't have time to lose games. And, you know, I know people are looking at Detroit and going, hey, it's Detroit, you know, chalk up a win. But like I said on my show, Justin, you know, Detroit most of the time plays us fairly tough. And every once in a while they sneak out a win. I think this could have the infamous trap game all over it with Detroit. Um, you know, Pittsburgh, I'm not too, I don't want to say I'm not worried about, but you know, they're garbage, you know, give me your thoughts here on the Detroit lions and the Vikings upcoming schedule. So I don't feel safe going against anybody with the way this defense is playing right now. Honestly, like, like we had to steal one from the lions earlier this season at home. Now we're going to Detroit. And, I mean, say what you want about Jared Goff and them. They are playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. That was an ugly game on Thursday, but, I mean, they were right in it. Right. They, that was another game they probably should have walked away with a, a win. And they're and say what they want about their head coach, too. Like, he's got that never-give-up mentality. Well, apparently our defense tends to give up. So if you got an offense that is, like, trying to scrape by as much as they possibly can – and you don't have Delvin Cook to ice away a game now, I don't think it's going to be all that easy of a game. And I'm I'm kind of scared about it. Just like you were saying, I, I don't I don't think there's trap games anymore. In the NFL, there's so much parity. It's just like a letdown game, like a game where 
you should have went out there and taken care of business and you didn't. Mm-hmm. That's more of what trap games have become now. Well, I mean, it is scary, man, because, you know, it's like I was saying about the Gophers just a few weeks ago. You don't know what team's going to show up with these Vikings as well. And now, you know, with just everything kind of in chaos on the defensive side, you know, losing the heart and soul of that defense in Everson Griffin, and we wish him nothing but the best and, and everything he's been going through with his mental health issues. But it is just all of a sudden it's the Vikings fans are just kind of in the doldrums again, Justin. And, you know, if by chance they wind up losing this Detroit game, I mean, the wheels are about to come off this bandwagon that everybody was jumping on just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's what it is right now. It's like everyone, on, I, I follow the Twitterverse just as much as anyone else. Everyone is so mad at each other for like, mm-hmm. You think this and you think that, and you got the stat guys going at other stat guys, and stats can say you you and I are not guys that are going to sit there and quote stats all day long right. and say, well, this is why he's good, this is why he's bad. We just the proof is in the pudding, man. Like we we like what we like, we don't like what we don't like. Well, it's in and the right eye now, test, brother. The it's defense. in the eye test. Yeah. I mean, right now, the defense. There's hardly anything I like on that defense right now. Exactly. What about the defensive line? Armin Watts, you. Armin Watts, and Eric Kendricks. They right. are two bright spots right now. Exactly. But the rest just seems to be just grabbing at straws, falling in post holes, all of a sudden getting burnt on you know fourth and three right. for a touchdown, or giving up giving up third and twenty five. Like exactly. In a big spot in a game. Exactly. Like, oh, those those little things. There you go. Man, that's not something we're used to seeing out of Mike Zimmerman. This is a guy that, make no mistake about it, everybody, that he's he's playing, he's coaching for his job. I honestly believe let me, hey, Justin, not a playoff one. Yeah, let me, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I, I really didn't mean to interrupt you, but right after you said that, you know, he's coaching for his job, do you think Zimmer wants to come back next year? Look, he it would be, what, year nine? We're getting close to 10 years. I think, you know, Dennis Green lasted 10 years. Bud Grant lasted longer. Uh, that's really about it in terms of that tenure. I mean, Mike Zimmer is right up there now. And I just wonder if he really deep, deep down wants to come back. And I know people are joking about his hot girlfriend and and all this stuff and be like, hey, man, I made all this money. I retire, too, if I had a little honey like that and the big ranch he has down in Kentucky or wherever. Do you think he really wants to come back after this year? Well, I think he wants to do what he set out to do. Like, he wants to win a championship. Like, he's okay. he wants to be part of, like, he wants to be head coach of a, of a hoisting winner, the Lombardi right? trophy. Okay. And I. And you can say what you want about his uh, personal life and all that stuff. He is a football coach first. This dude eats, yes, he is. sleeps, breathes football. There you go. And I, I don't think he's just going to kind of walk away from that without yeah. putting up some sort of fight. You see how squirrely he gets with Chris Thomas in them. <laughs> right, yeah. He is taking, <laughs> he is taking <laughs> objection to a lot of these questions yeah. that are like legit questions that these guys are paid to ask. Exactly. And he's like, yeah. Don't you dare do this! Don't you dare! Like he gets, he gets really squirrely. That that is a guy that is on the hot seat, and probably hasn't had to be on a hot seat for seven years. 
Yeah, hey, and again, folks, this is Justin X from KNSI Radio here. We got him for a couple more minutes. Real quick, want to give a shout-out to Randy M. at Warhawk Guy out of Milton, Wisconsin. Me and him have kind of been jawing back and forth here with the, the Packers and then the Badgers, the Gophers, all that stuff here the past couple weeks. Good dude, invited him to call in after we get done with Justin. And, of course, we got Nurse Shannon, my my favorite Wisconsin person, over there. Oh, it felt so good to give her the business on Saturday night. Sent her a little video on Twitter. What up, Nurse Shannon? Outside of niece, my niece and nephews, like I say, cutest dimples in the world, but she is a Packer and Badgers fan. But anyway, uh, call in, Shannon, if you want. You got the number as well. And anybody else, if you want to call in tonight, the phone lines are working. 651 968 Again, 651-968-0124. All right, we're going to get to Justin here. A couple more questions so I can let him go. Uh, again, Justin, appreciate you. How's the family, by the way? Give my best to your lovely wife. Doing great. This is her first day off of uh, COVID quarantine, so she's uh, putting on fires at work. Nice. She's the um, school-age care coordinator of a local school district. So, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of things going around during the holiday break. And, uh, you know, she's kind of digressing right now at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Good so for her. I'm, I'm uh, getting the girls in bed and all right. doing all that stuff and uh, doing okay. the stuff that she would normally do. All right. Well, I, I will be quick, my man. Let me just get you for a couple quick questions. We'll get you on out of here. Um, and what up, Christy Ekstrom, by the way? Appreciate you letting your husband hang out with us and hope you are enjoying your libations. All right. Kirk Cousins. You know, we we talked about it on your show, me and you, when we used to host the North Star Sports Podcast with our homie Matt Geffrey, who's a huge Kirk Cousins fan. He would always accuse us of being the Kirk Cousins haters. But let's just talk about him very quickly. What did you think of his overall game in Frisco last Sunday? Yeah, this was finally the game where he kind of showed us the uh, – Kirk Cousins of Washington, you know, where he just kind of had the game in hand. Good and take. And he was missing you know? a couple reads, missing a couple, uh, um, I mean, even even kind of checking down when he wasn't supposed to be checking down. He, and, you know, say what you want. But I think the worst thing that you can do is kind of line up under your right guard instead of your center yep. on a fourth down play. And that's what he's going to be taking a lot of heat for. But that the timeout usage, that, I mean, that was basically his fault. Couldn't get the offense lined up. It was his and the receivers, like, not being on the same page. Mm-hmm. That was something we haven't been able to kind of rag on him as much. And this game just kind of kind of crumbled there towards the end. And that was uh, kind of sad for us to see because we were kind of talking him up on my show on KNSI saying, well, yeah. if, if he wins this game, he could be top five for MVP candidate type thing. And, I mean, his numbers numbers aren't bad. He had that pick, but it's just like the little weird boneheaded things. Right, right. Yeah, uh, when when Kirk Cousins turns into my cousin Kirk, that's when it's bad. <laughs> there it is. There like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so he he was he was my cousin Kirk. Exactly. That, on uh, on Sunday, and we we need Kirk Cousins. Hey, Justin, I'm gonna let you go, my man, because I know you got to get your girls to bed and everything. Thank you so much for checking in. I'm glad the phone lines seem to be working. Um, tell the people about the show on KNSI and you know, tell them how they can follow you on Twitter and social media. 
So I'm mostly Twitter at the Sports Crib 21, and uh, but at KNSI Sports as well. It's uh, AM 1450 FM 99.3 up here in St. Cloud area. Just a local high school type. Of, it, you know, it's it's a news station, but we cover high school sports, and I get to talk for an hour from uh, six to seven a.m. on Saturday mornings. Vince was good enough to come on the show last week, and thank you. We're so kind of much. regrouping some things and and uh, trying to make it a little more fun in our last couple uh, segments, and that's what Vince was helping us do. Hey, well, I, thank I, you for having me on. Hey, anytime, my man. Thank you for coming on tonight. I'll, I'll let you go, buddy. I'll catch up with you here. Uh, we're gonna be hanging out in a couple of days, so looking forward to that. And other than that, man, give my best to the family and keep doing what you're doing. I listen to the show and, and appreciate what you do, Holmes. Thank you, sir. Likewise. All right. Take care, Justin. All right. Phone lines apparently working. And Shannon is in the chat room with her on Wisconsin. I appreciate you, my friend. So the phone number again, 651-968-0124. Sports Done Right, brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza. Uh, Let's do this here. We're going to take just a very quick break. When we come back, we'll finish a little bit more about college football, the Wisconsin-Minnesota game, uh, coaches going everywhere, uh, the NFL, some interesting things happen in there. All of a sudden, New England is uh, possibly the kings of the AFC. And I didn't want to get on uh, Mac Jones's bandwagon by any means, but unfortunately, I was kind of a hater on him, and he's making me e-crow as well. So I uh, will <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message.
Hi, it's Shannon. Oh, yes, indeed. It's fun time. Fun time. Hey, what's going on? Okay. Yeah, no problem. I'm excited. are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now let's get back to the show. All right, everybody. Vince Wright, the sports governor, the sports done right podcast coming to you live from the great state of Minnesota. Brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza, the best frozen pizza around. And boy, am I humbled. It is finally happening. The lady with the cutest dimples on Twitter is on the phone. Nurse Shannon, I I mean, I'm literally just bowing to your greatness right now. Welcome (laughs) finally to the Sports Done Right podcast. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing really good, Gov. What's up? Not much. It is. And this, folks, this is the first time I'm actually talking to Shannon as well. So this is very cool. Shannon, first off, you know, let's just kind of start with who you are. You know, where does the Wisconsin fandom come from? Obviously, you're a Wisconsin girl. So, you know, before we get into the sports side of it, just kind of tell everybody who you are. Yeah, so I just want to want to. I don't want to spend too long. I don't have any hot takes for you. I'm not oh. that kind of girl. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I can tell you who has the nicest butts and you know that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but I do love everything Wisconsin. But I have not always lived in Wisconsin. Oh, I actually, okay. Um, so I'm from North Central Wisconsin. But when I was 13, we moved to Illinois. Um, so I lived in Illinois, um, from the time I was 14 to the time I was 18 and then returned back to Wisconsin for college. Okay. So, um, but I have never not loved Wisconsin sports. I've always been a huge Badger fan. Um, I think Wisconsin is one of those states where, um, you have UW Madison, which is, you know, the main um, sports hub for everybody. But even mm-hmm. if you didn't go there, everybody in the state is really a diehard fan. So um, I did not go to UW Madison. I went to both uh, UW Whitewater and UW Green Bay, um, okay. but not UW Madison. And I actually just went to my first Badger game a couple of weeks ago, which wow. I shared on Twitter. Um so that's super crazy, and I've only been to one Packer game in my whole life. Get out of here, so really? I'm, I'm, no, I'm serious. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I want to go to a lot more. I just haven't. Um, 
but yeah, so a huge, huge, huge Wisconsin fan. Everything Wisconsin. Okay. Um, you and I, I think, I've known you like three years now, I think. Exactly, yeah. We've been going back and forth for yeah. like three years, and that's what I'm saying. It is finally cool to, you know, put the voice with the face and everything else. So I, I'm really excited that you, you, you're taking a few minutes to hang out with us tonight. So let's start with the Badgers. Now, real quick on the game last week. Give it to us from your side. What were you seeing when you're looking at this team? And, you know, because what I said earlier is they kind of, you know, Paul Chris and those guys seem like they kind of got the ghost of P.J. Fleck in them. You know, some questionable play calling, not as aggressive. Now, part of that is the gopher defense showed up and, and shut down a very good Wisconsin offense. But I was a little confused by some of the play calling at times. Um, just give us your thoughts. Yeah. What, you know, what were you thinking? Yeah, well, so my biggest thought about the whole thing is that um, Merck, what we have to do um, at quarterback is not run a play and not understand what's going on the field. I Mm -hmm. think he really loves to send the ball anywhere. because that's what the play said to do. And even if there's not anybody there, and I saw that, I think, like five times. Right. So, you know, as far as the play calling, I think, I don't, I don't even know that the play calling was terrible. It, it, the running of the plays was terrible. The being where you're supposed to be was terrible. The covering who you're supposed to cover was terrible. You know, outside of that, yeah, outside of that pick six, I thought, yeah, your team looked kind of confused for the first time in a long time. You know, they, they, you know, they're coming off this nice winning streak. They seem to have put everything together for the most part. And Saturday, you know, that's what me and some of the fans were talking about when we're looking at the game live. They, they did seem a little out of place at times and, you know, they got the pick six, which was nice for your guys' team. But, yeah, they just – they did look a little confused at times. Yeah, I and I, I don't think that was just uh, – I, I just think that's this year. You know, they've won some good games, but mm-hmm. I just think overall this year it's a little, um, as we would say, off-kilter. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. There's not a – not a lot of confidence. This doesn't look like the Badger team, you know, it, mm-hmm. generally there's maybe a little cockiness. I'm not seeing that um, kind of seeing just like accepting what it is for what it is. Not a lot of passion um, versus uh, the Gophers obviously had the, the opposite. They wanted it more. Um, yeah. And I hate to say that they deserve to win. But say it, Shannon, say it. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> they deserve to win. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're going to freeze that right there and just put that all over Twitter. Listen to Nurse Shannon. She said it. The Gophers deserve to win. All right. Now, Shannon, let uh, me go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say it's been a real rough Wisconsin year um, with Minnesota. I always say I can never go to Minnesota because I've talked so much shit about that. Oh, you got to come. You got to come over. The minute I cross the border, I'm going to burst right into the <laughs> So, <laughs> Hey, listen, I spend this, I, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. So I live in Woodbury, Minnesota, which is literally 10 minutes from the border. Yeah. So 
I am always over in Hudson and Western Wisconsin golfing and hanging out. And, you know, I talk a lot of shit about your state, as you know, but I'm, I'm always there in the summer. So, you know, in a couple years, you got to come over and enjoy the front row seats with, with uh, me and the wife. And we'll take you and, and your plus one to a Badger game. But, yeah, you got to come on over and hang out sometime. You know, come watch your Brewers or, you know, something like that yeah. in the summer. And we would love to have you. But um, let's talk about your Packers now. So, oh, you know, God. well, good and bad. You know, obviously for us, we beat them in, in a very interesting game the way it ended. But yet you guys come back the next week and get the victory and stuff. So let me ask you as a Packer fan, you know, all the stuff that's going on, all the drama surrounding your quarterback and everything. How do you feel about mm-hmm. your squad right now and how they're positioned? Oh, I think now that we have a bye, perfect. I think we'll get mm-hmm. some key guys back, and I think things are going to be great from here on out. Like, you don't have to ask me twice if I think we're Super Bowl bound, because of course we are. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> the thing that is really hard about this year for me is just the the drama. We're just not a team that often runs with a lot of drama, and it's just getting super distracting um, to be a fan as well. So, oh, um, okay. you know, I'm, I have a really bad take. No one in Wisconsin is going to like this, but I'm on a Minnesota podcast. So I'm just going to fling it out there. Um, <laughs> so here, here we go. Um, but I, I actually, a little bit of me was glad that um, the Vikings beat us because <laughs> It took a little bit of that, this like jacked up fire we have going of this just drama and and Mm. cockiness and knocked us down for a peg so that I think we could clear a little bit, move on. Now we'll have a bye, get some guys back, and and hopefully it's good from here on out. But um, yeah, I'll talk more when I'm actually, um, you know, on talking more. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's it's been a rough year. We'll we'll go more into that another time. Uh, no, no problem there. And you know, the one thing I will say about the Packers is, you know, they've been the team to beat here the past few years. So as you know, as obviously a Vikings fan, not liking that, I do have to respect what they've been able to put together here. I mean, you know, two NFC Championship games the past two years. I mean, they are setting the standard. And they have every chance of getting back there this year, as much as I hate to admit that. So I'll throw some love your way as well, because, you know, (laughs) you know, just, well, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, you got to do it on the field. And, you know, the Vikings have definitely had their moments against the Packers. But, you know, the Packers have ruled this division now for a few years. And it hurts me to say that, but it is true. I was one of those people who was not happy about um, bringing Randall Cobb back. Um, mm, okay. So I've been shut up many times this year because <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know what we would have done without him. Would wouldn't have been, you know, I, I don't think the scores would have been the same. Um, I don't think the energy between him and Aaron, you know, there's just that connection. He fires up the other guys. It's good to have a veteran teaching some of these other guys. Um, so you know, props to Aaron for weaseling that out. But mm-hmm. um, the other thing the Packers have done, obviously, in, in the last 
however many years was just hiring Matt LaFleur. You know, uh, he's just, yep. yeah, just think he's a good guy. Hey, you know, a lot of my Packer friends totally agree with you there. I mean, and he's definitely proven it, you know, in the win and loss column. So, Shannon, let me ask you this. And, folks, and again, we have, as I call her, Nurse Shannon. She's on Twitter at ShannonRN. (laughs) And so, you know, let's talk about the other Wisconsin teams real quick here. You know, the Brewers, obviously you have the world champion Bucks now. So are you a basketball fan at all? Do you get into baseball as well? Um, Yeah, I do. Not as much baseball. I'm not a huge baseball fan. I always say like at the um, seventh inning stretch, I'm ready to stretch it on out of there. Right. Um, But I am a huge Bucks fan. I haven't always been, but I lived in Milwaukee for a short while in 08. To, um 2011 um and and then you I don't know how you you can't be a Bucks fan when you live there I mean just that's just such a great um energy that that place brings but yeah um of course a championship has <laughs> brought it out a little more more in me you know well you know let me say and, this about the Bucks I have I totally respect them first off uh, there is something between the Minnesota Wisconsin thing when it comes to the hoop side of it, where I think like myself, I'm a little bit more of a fan. Like I wanted to see that quote unquote mid market team win a championship. And yeah. if it happened to be the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm totally okay with that. You know, I mean, the Timberwolves have sucked for so long, but I mean, you know, just go out there and see what they've done. The new arena, you know, the Deer District and the way those fans came out and all that stuff last year, how can you not be impressed with what Milwaukee, the Bucks nation has done for that city? So I totally agree with you there. And I really don't have anything bad to say about the Bucks. You know, you got, you know, one of the best players in the world. He stayed there and he finally get, you know, they got a championship and see if they can go back to back this year. Yeah. Well, now it's time for the Timberwolves. So, oh boy. Uh, well, uh, moving on, Shannon. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, the the Wolves have actually they're on a little bit of a winning streak, but you know, I, I just got to see it on the court, Shannon. I mean, they have sucked for so long, and you know, so it, yeah, they're on a five game winning streak or whatever. You know, cool. You know, talk to me when you're in the playoffs. That's really how I feel about the Timberwolves. Are the tickets cheap when they're really terrible? <laughs> um, they are cheaper. Um, a lot of people don't <laughs> like going, so this is where you kind of get sports and politics crossing. The Target Center, where the Timberwolves play, is actually a city-owned building. Hence, you have to wear a mask when you are inside. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, here comes, you know, the half-and-half half crowd. You know, half, okay, I'm fine with it. Yeah. The other half, you're not taking my freedom. Um, you have yeah. to order food on the app, so you can't just walk up anymore, you know, in the concourses to get your food. So, you know, a lot of people are griping about that. Some people actually like it, you know, it just kind of depends on who you talk to. Um, but they had a nice crowd the other night. Um, the crowds are actually picking up. So I think the ticket prices are probably going to stay steady and, you know, if they, if they can start winning, you know, that's where they'll, they'll make some money. And hopefully when a rod and the other owner take over officially, they'll be in a much better spot. I hope, but we'll see. 
Yeah. Well, I I do hope for your sake. I'm not a, I'm not a big enough basketball fan to really have any um, players in the game of either mm-hmm. of these teams. So I I love the Bucks. I think they're great for Milwaukee. But um, I wish you had a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank good you so the, much. Good good for the economy. Hey, Shannon. Well, let me do this here before I get you out of here, and we end this show here in a few minutes. First off. I want to thank you so much for for calling in finally. I'm so glad we got the phone lines working. It is so nice to talk to you. And all the things you do on Twitter, the Photoshops. I mean, this is the queen of Photoshops, by the way, people. Um, All the fun trash talking we've had now for three years. And like I said, I look forward to meeting you in person one day and then just having a nice drink with you and and, then hanging out and talking sports. But thank you so much for calling in. And like I said, I can't wait till we do this again here. So you get those questions ready and I'll, I'll be more than ready to oh, ask you. Them. I'm ready for you. <laughs> and one more thing I've got, I'm going to drop. No one knows this about me, but on your show, I will drop a special little bit of information about me oh. and my um, years of not being a Packer fan. Oh, whoa. Okay. Do tell, please. Yeah. So it's going to be a hot, that's going to be a hot take. I cannot wait. Even lose some followers. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. This is going to be good. All right, Shannon, I'm going to let you go. Again, thank you so much for everything, and thank you for calling in, my friend. And I will be talking with you soon. And now you got the number, so whenever we we we, uh, record live, if you want to pop in anytime, you're the VIP. You're at the front of the line, so you just dial away. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks so much, Vincent. Tell, tell your wife I said hi. I will do that. Thanks, Shannon. Take care. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Ooh. Shannon. Nurse Shannon calling in. All right. Got to love it with the phone lines working all of a sudden. We got a few more minutes. 651-968-0124. 651-968-0124. That was a lot of fun. Uh, like I said, me and Shannon have been going back and forth on Twitter. That You know, good things can actually happen on social media. And, you know, we, we just started kind of razzing each other. Don't even know how we started following each other, one of those things. And then all of a sudden just had interactions. And, and like I said, looking forward to meeting a new friend from Wisconsin here sometime. Uh, what else do we got going on here? Uh, real quick, I wanted to touch on, there was a story in USA Today. We talked about, you know, all these coaches moving and, you know, the big one, Brian Kelly, last night, he outstages our man out at USC and he's done with Notre Dame, just literally, you know, drop of a hat, man, just done. So who, who do you want to see in the Notre Dame position? Lots of people talking about Luke Fickle down at Cincinnati. It seems literally too good to be true almost like it's a perfect fit uh and you know if i'm Notre dame i'm I'm reaching out to him but there are other people that i would also reach out to and in this story here's five people i don't necessarily agree with everybody on this list but you know let me see and i got to give proper respects here in the sports dumb right podcast tyler james is a 
the ND insider here on the college football section, USA Today. Five names Notre Dame football should consider for its head coach opening to replace Brian Kelly. Luke Fickle, top of the list. Fickle showed his coaching prowess, obviously, when he beat Notre Dame there at Notre Dame. Um, in his fifth season, I'm reading from the article here. In his fifth season leading Cincinnati, Fickle has the Bearcats at 12-0, number four in the uh, college uh, playoff polls there. So they are poised, and you know, if they can get by in the championship game against Houston, who is ranked, and they look good there. Cincinnati should be able to hold their spot in the top four. And so, you know, Fickle would be a, a very good hire there. Um, they also have Marcus Freeman, who's the Notre Dame defensive coordinator. And we talk about, uh, you know, kind of a lack of opportunities. Not really kind of. There is a lack of opportunities for blackhead coaches here. He is the defensive coordinator down there in Notre Dame. Uh, he's likely to be a head coach for the first time in his career sooner rather than later, the article says. Maybe Notre Dame takes a chance on him. I mean, you know, he knows the plays. He knows the kids be very interesting to see if Marcus Freeman can get a look from the team that he's already on staff with, or is he maybe okay with following Brian Kelly? Maybe Brian Kelly brings him down to LSU. Matt Campbell, Iowa State head coach. Uh, Matt Campbell has done a very good job there at Iowa State in the Big 12. Uh, Very respected coach. Uh, Maybe able to fit in with Notre Dame. They also have James Franklin on this list. James Franklin, you know, he's had a a very nice run with Penn State. He just got extended at Penn State. I don't know what the buyout would be, but that could be interesting as well. Um, You know, Notre Dame's already kind of Big Ten territory right outside Chicago, so he's kind of used to recruiting the areas and whatnot. So keep an eye there. Now, this name, Pat Fitzgerald, I don't know. If, if, at this point of his coaching career, that that would be a good fit at all for Notre Dame. I think they're going more off of the character of Pat Fitzgerald. Now, make no mistake, Pat Fitzgerald has two or three Big Ten West championships. And bear with me because there is one stat in here that deserves to be mentioned. Let me see if I can find it. And again, thank you very much for listening to the Sports Done Right podcast. Okay, a career record of 109 and 90 won't blow anybody away, but he has had five seasons of nine wins or more at Northwestern. And we know, you know, tough school to get into, everything it is to be an athlete there. So um, it's not that Pat is a bad coach. I just don't think he brings all the hype and buzz you know, if he was hired at Notre Dame, I mean, you know, say what you want. And I hate Notre Dame. You know me. I've never been a Notre Dame fan, but you got to respect the history there. So I, I really don't see Pat Fitzgerald fitting in there. The other four on that list are definitely in play. Fans here in Gopherland, obviously, we we remember when Lou Holtz left Minnesota after Notre Dame and uh, become a legend down there so people are already you know hey uh wonder if they're gonna take a look at pj fleck um it, yeah that and that could definitely happen pj you know good character guy has a way of connecting with these young guys i'll tell you a quick story um i was talking with coach ortiz um uh, Stephen ortiz's father at the tailgate there and they're again they're from the um phoenix area 
And I was asking him a lot, and I said, well, why did your son choose Minnesota? How did he wind up here? And he's like, well, my son was looking at Oregon and Washington, but then he started talking with P.J. Fleck, and he started talking with P.J. literally every day. And then he said, Dad, I want to go play for Minnesota. So P.J. has a way of connecting with these young guys that recruiting-wise may be able to work there. Um, again, they're, they may be looking for a little bit bigger name and bigger resume to come in there um, to take Brian Kelly's uh, spot there. So stay tuned. Lots of stuff happening. We're going to find out about the Bulls. Um, in terms of college football, the, the playoff poll, Georgia one, Michigan up to number two now. Uh, Alabama three, Cincinnati four, conference championship games coming up. And if Georgia happens to lose to Alabama, we're going to have two SEC teams in the playoffs because Alabama will definitely deserve to be there. And it's going to be real hard to knock Georgia all the way out if that is their only loss to a top, you know, four team in their conference championship. So I would look for those two to stay put. If Alabama does lose to Georgia, they're going to be completely out. They'll have that second loss. And then you got, you know, maybe Oklahoma State, maybe at Notre Dame. And then, boy, if Notre Dame actually made it to the college football playoff, does Brian Kelly coach? I mean, you know, who's the interim? What do you do? It's nuts. So uh, I wonder if they would even vote Notre Dame in that into into the playoffs but again i digress so stay tuned also check out on my on the sports done right facebook page we posted the uh press conference with tiger woods today and you know tiger i thought is being very honest with you you know reporters ask kind of reporter questions that you just sometimes you scratch your head at look the guy's lucky to be alive He's lucky, like he said, that he has his leg and he doesn't have a prosthetic leg. And like he said, he's going to do what Ben Hogan did. And he's going to pick a couple, you know, tournaments a year to play. And he's not going to be on the tour full time anymore. That's done. So, you know, just roll with it. And, you know, maybe... Because we know his work ethic. I'm not going to say the guy won't win again. But if he does decide to do this and he's able to play, let's say, three tournaments a year. I hope he can win one because right now he's sitting on 82 wins. He's tied for number one with Sam Snead all-time PGA Tour history. If he could just get that one more, if he could get that one last win just to get him 83 you know, it doesn't necessarily, you know, we'd love to see him win the master and a major and this and that. But just if he could get the one, just the one and get him to 83, mission complete, you know, 15 majors. He, he's not going to catch Jack there, but I'm going to tell you something, man. I've I've been blessed to see Tiger Woods play live in person probably, geez, one, two, three, I think maybe four six seven times and i've seen him win i think of those six or seven he's won four and it has just been phenomenal just phenomenal to see him in person 
he is golf. He he moves the needle even when he's not playing. And you know, I, I just wish him all the best here. So, all right, my friends, I'm going to get on out of here. I ran a show a little long today because we got the phone lines working. Again, thank you to Justin Ekstrom, KNSI Radio up in St. Cloud. Also, my former co-host on the Minnesota Sports Podcast, or excuse me, the North Star Sports Podcast. Um, I want to thank the, <laughs> the lovely Shannon. Nurse Shannon. Um, she finally called in. We finally heard from her. And that just made my night. I'm Like I said, we've been going back and forth for three years now. And it is so cool to finally talk with her as well. And I hope these phone lines hold up because we're going to be having a lot of guests coming. And when I record live, if you listen live, you can call in live 651-968-0124. With that being said, my friends, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Thank you for tuning in. I want to thank 7th Avenue Pizza and everybody over there, Matt Nelson and crew. Make sure you get you some. Like I said, Speedway, Holiday, Lunds and Byerly's, High V stores all over. Just look and you will see the best frozen pizza. That's 7th Avenue Pizza, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Sports Done Right Podcast. We'll be back next week with more guests, more sports takes. And a lot more fun. Keep it tuned. Thank you for listening. Download us anywhere. And I will see you next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. With your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.